Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Young pilot Katie Bergen has been born into aviation, and she recently celebrated her first solo flight at just 16. Katie's in transition year, and this year took the opportunity to welcome her fellow students to Ballybottle Airfield to find out more about career options in aviation. TY visit was carried out outdoors with full supervision for COVID-19 procedures and protocols. And Katie explained more about where she goes to school. I go to school in Clash Gronamara in Valbergen, a Gale school, and my year's transition year. So they've come out to see what they'd like to do. We're in Ballybottle Airfield. I fly the Cubs with my dad, uh, just up with him for fun. And then I take lessons in Navin in a Robin. With the plan for a career in aviation? I'd love to work for the Coast Guard helicopter and join the Air Corps. And they're due to arrive in here today as well, the, yeah, the Coast Guard? they are. So I'm really looking forward to that. When did you start flying? I started flying from the age of about five or six with my dad in the Piper Cubs. And I just fell in love with us. What's your favourite favorite aircraft to fly? The Piper Cub that my dad has, Charlie Mike. And I love flying the Robins too. Tell me about your class here today. They're out here today to learn about aviation and see how many careers there are in aviation. And it's not just flying, uh, being a pilot, that there's loads of other things. And they'll understand things more. And it's a bit of crack. It is indeed. And of course, transition year has been kind of a tough year this year, hasn't it? Because you haven't really had a chance to do much. Yeah, we've just been in lockdown for like, I think, nearly six months and we didn't get to go on many trips, so this is a fun trip. What would you say to somebody who's thinking about a career in aviation? What should they do? I think they should definitely look into all of aviation careers, not just being a pilot or an air hostess or whatever, that there's so much things and they're also amazing and interesting. And also, there's so many amazing things out there, like the Air Corps, that you don't need to be, uh, you don't need to spend so much money on training uh, to get the career, that everything's achievable. (laughs) Katie, thanks. Thank you. I, I'm Emer. I'm a teacher in Clash de Glornamara in Balbriggan. Uh, and Emer, what was the plan today? Um, just to get the TYs out and into the airfield, see what aviation's all about. And I suppose if you think about it, for a lot of the students, uh, transition year hasn't been great for the last 12 months, has it? <laughs> Not really at times, but we've tried to make the most of it and days like this really make it for them. So mm-hmm. it's really important to get them out as much as we can. What is the importance of them at this stage, finding out about the options career-wise? Over the next two years, they're obviously studying towards their leaving cert. So this year is a great opportunity for them to see different careers and, and the different opportunities that are there for them. Lorraine and Michael organised plenty of people to come out and chat with them. So we were in in the hangars there um, and now they're discussing different career options there now. The current camp, you become an army officer and then you learn how to fly as a cadet and you become an Air Corps pilot. Second way to come in is the way I come in as an Air Corps apprentice. 
you sign on for an apprenticeship, you do your military training when you first come in for seven months and you train to be a soldier first. Then you start your aviation maintenance training, which is a YASA 147 approved regulated school. You do your training for three and a half years and you either train to work in avionics or mechanics. Hi, I'm Anne Kelly. I was out here in Ballybahal Airfield today talking to TY students about a career in the Irish Air Corps. Your background in the Air Corps is the interesting one because you told the students you started quite young. Yeah, so I suppose different times then. I was 16 years of age when I did my leave insert and I applied for the apprenticeship in the Air Corps. So it was the first time in 1991 that they took females into the Air Corps. So I was lucky enough to be one of five um, females in a class of 50. So I started my apprenticeship with the Air Corps when I was 16. Well, one of them asked you, Anne, that, uh, you know, would you have picked another career? And you were quite adamant that you love what you've done. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I suppose, um, yeah, it's a question I suppose I always ask myself, uh, why am I still there? nearly 30 years on and yeah I, I can wholeheartedly honestly say that I, I always say I got lucky um, I won't say I stumbled into the career but um, I got into a career that I've enjoyed and it's made me grow as a person um, yeah yeah I, I, I felt there was only one answer to it yeah I love what I do that's why I'm still there and no I wouldn't change it. And you were telling a good news story about the possibility of careers in the Air Corps. Yeah, so at the moment we're in the middle of the interviews for the Air Corps apprenticeship and the cadets has, Air Corps cadets uh, applications have just opened as well. So this year we're hoping to get a class of 28 apprentices into the Air Corps and we are halfway through the interviews. So um, please God, come September we'll have 28 new, new apprentices. What's a day at work like for you? Okay, so at the moment I'm a senior aircraft inspector in the Military Aviation Authority. It's similar to the, I suppose it's the military version of the IAA, which is the Irish Aviation Authority. So my job would be to regulate maintenance in accordance with, as close as we can to YASA regulations. Mm. So that's my day-to-day job would be, I suppose, ensuring that all maintenance on across the whole Air Corps fleet is in, carried out in accordance with approved maintenance data in line with all regulations. Yeah, that's, I suppose that's what we do. We, we investigate incidents that might happen and try and come up with solutions to ensure they don't happen again or things like that. Uh, the other thing that, of course, uh, I want to talk to you about is you also have a really big interest in scouting. Yes, so yeah, my other job. So I'm the team lead for the Air Activities Adventure Skill in Scouting Ireland. I've been doing that for the last four, four and a half years. So it's just one of the nine adventure skills. Um, we're lucky enough that they have air activities. So Ballybottle have been a fantastic support to me since I took over the role. Um, they've offered up the airfield. Um, we run an event here every year. Well, not last year, but due to COVID. But um, the other challenge where we get, um, we get people across the whole industry come and volunteer their services, anything from air traffic control, Aer Lingus, Ryanair, gyrocopters, the jerry and, and, and the helicopter and that. The whole idea of is, is to give the youth members of Scouting Ireland exposure to the aviation industry that they never, they never would have. So these people offer up their time. It's just, it's just fantastic. It breaks down that barriers of a, a career that's not achievable. I suppose, you know, looking at pilots flying and looking at aviation and the big aircraft and all the rest. So this just breaks down all the barriers, introduces them to people, make them human and teaches them skills 
that will only benefit them going forward if they do have an interest in taking up a career in the industry. It's one of the things we've noticed in, in the previous episodes. We've ever asked somebody, you know, who's maybe retired from aviation and you say to them, where did they get the interest? It's because as a child or as a young person, somebody brought them out to an aeroplane. Yeah, and one of the kids asked me that question and I'm originally from Offaly. Um, did I have any exposure to aviation before the Air Corps? No, I didn't. I was interested in working outdoors. My dad was a builder and I used to work with him. I was interested in physical fitness. Like that, the, the career guidance teacher in the school, this came up and uh, I thought I'd apply because they were taking females in. Yeah, I suppose that when I, that's I suppose what I mean when I stumbled into the, the career yeah, I loved it once I started it. You mentioned that you were one of the first women in the uh, first intake. Is that novelty worn off yet for, for, for society? <laughs> uh, it was well worn off me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to think that it's still a thing, that it's not a, another career for, for females. The Irish Air Corps have a fantastic culture. They're, they're, it's not a thing in the Air Corps. It's, uh, we're all trained the same. We all do a job. Um, we're all a team. Um, yeah, I, I struggle sometimes to think that some girls think it's not, it's not a job for girls or some people think it's not a job for girls. Like 30 years ago, my dad drove me up from Offaly to Dublin. You know, it was a job for girls back then. So it's hard to think now that it's but not. But a lot of pilots have said that. It shouldn't be a novelty anymore. It should no. be just as normal as it actually comes. Uh, another interesting thing, though, uh, which people might be interested in, is the, the leadership training that you've gotten from your time in the Air Corps. How's that impacted life for you? Yeah, I suppose um, it builds your confidence. As I was explaining to the, the TY students, like um, you do your military training when you come in first. And I suppose that's what makes the military aviation different from civilian aviation. You know, you're trained as a soldier there first and you're very much bonded with the team you work with before you even start working on the aircraft. Yeah, I suppose it, it, it sculpts you, it forms you to who you are and you carry that military training into the aviation work that you do. And you also mentioned that, of course, that makes people highly employable should they leave. Yeah, now we'd like to, people not to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but the Air Corps, it's, it's the diversity of the training. It's one thing that the Irish Air Corps do really well is train their people. And you have the exposure. You can do so much under one roof. Um, you have the exposure to the different aircraft types, like we've rotary wing and fixed wing. So, yeah, you are highly employable when you leave. Um, the education is excellent. Um, the, the, the practical experience you get afterwards. And I suppose it's the roles that we, the diversity in the roles that we carry out and what we do. Back to the scouting then. What's the future for particularly Air Scouts? Is that, is that a thing anymore? Okay, so it, yeah, Air Scouts disbanded a number of years ago. Um, they changed the programme to a one programme in Scouting Ireland and they included air activities as one of its adventure skills. Yeah, so for the last four and a half years, it's grown hugely. We have a great interest. Um, we've got some amazing scouts that they're, they're, their knowledge in aviation is second to none. Um, we would like to see it grow. At the moment, there, there, there is no Air Scouts. Um, will it happen in the future? I'm not 100% sure, but we'll work with the programme as it is at the minute. Small jet engine that's in the back of the aircraft that provides electrical power and an air source to blow the engines around. The engines are started by air pressure. So as they start the engines, you'll, you'll hear a big hiss noise. That's the air going from the APU into both engines to, to get them spinning around. You have to get them going about 22,000 RPM to, to become airborne, okay? You'll also see that as the engine starts, the, the blades will start to turn. Everything's connected, okay? So as the engines turn at 22,000 uh, RPM, it starts to turn the, the main rudder system at about 500 RPM, 
and the tail rudder will start to spin at about 1500 rpm. So for every one turn of the main rudder system, you get three turns of the tail rudder system, okay? You'll notice also, as the blades speed up, they, they, they become very rigid, okay? So, so they go from drooping like that to, 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 a, a, to, to a quite a rigid shape, a really solid disc, okay? Uh, it's a rotary wing aircraft, so as, as the name implies, the, the uh, wings rotate, okay? So if you look over at your airplane there, you've got a fixed wing. We have four wings on that aircraft. Uh, the blades are roughly the same shape as that wing, and as they turn, air is forced to travel a greater distance over the wing, so we get lift, okay? So it's quite interesting to see now as it spins up what happens, okay? Uh, we're able to actually move that disc, it's called a disc when it's rotating around like that, uh, around the place with the flight controls. If we push the, the flight controls forward, the disc will tilt forward, the aircraft hovers forward, back, left, right, so it's quite versatile compared to an airplane. We can also turn in the spot by using the tail rotor at the back to blow more or less air out to the side. Okay, and we can also go up and down. So it's it's a little bit different than flying airplanes. You have to sort of be able to to balance yourself. It's like juggling or something like that. That's that's what I'll just uh, uh, describe it as. If you're if you're good in a drum kit or driving a JCB or something like that, you'd make an excellent helicopter pilot. Okay. Uh, all right. Right now, one of the tech crew, the technical crew or winchman, is at the front of the aircraft checking the engines as they start for fire, for smoke, stuff like that, or for any issues. Uh, yeah, they're just about to turn the engines now. You'll, you'll hear them starting up. That high-pitched whine is the engine lighting off and getting up to speed, okay? There go the blades. It becomes very noisy now. You hear a deep growl as the power turbines kick in. Yeah, pretty cool. Here comes engine number two, you'll hear that start up now. There's that growl. Aircraft burns jet fuel just like an airliner. Okay, you might get a smell of it's like jet fuel. Well, it's pretty nice. And when everything gets up to speed. One of the pilots will give the tech crew a thumbs up and he'll get in the aircraft to strap in and make sure everything's secure in the back. When the aircraft lifts to the hover, you might even feel the downwash. Like I said, it's about 150 miles an hour straight down, okay? And you have to hold on to your hats, masks, all that sort of stuff if he comes Oh, you'll see that disc is pretty rigid now. Almost wing straight out. Thumbs up. One last look at the side of the aircraft, make sure there's no oil leaks, no, no smoke. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My name's uh, Garrett Collins, uh, Chief Pilot of uh, the Dublin CHC Dublin Base, uh, contract to the Irish Coast Guard, uh, Fly Rescue 116, it's Corsi S92. Pleasure to be here today to show some of your visitors, uh, some of the visitors to, to Ballybuckle Airfield uh, today, the aircraft, and give them a look at sort of what it can do. Uh, On Squawk 7000, we've had the pleasure of meeting some of your crew and, in fact, finding out about the work that they do. Tell me about the educational role, though, that uh, of you being here today with the transition students. Yeah, the educational role, it's, it's quite good. We're really into public education. Education. Uh, it's it's great to be able to land and, and and meet kids and give them a sort of an idea of what's out there career-wise uh, for them when they when they grow up and finish school and all that. Uh, uh, we, we have an interesting mix of disciplines at uh, at the Coast Guard at CHC. Uh, we have everything from engineers, pilots, uh, winch crew, uh, admin staff. You name it. You know, you can branch into into any part of the business that 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 that, that you're into. Basically, uh, for me, it was uh, pilot. Uh, so from a young age, I was really into airfix models and making all reading books about airplanes. And school, the focus was, was always on aviation. So I was very lucky as a young man to be to become a pilot. Uh, I worked in the states for about 14 years uh, did all my training over there came back here and I was very very lucky to be uh, uh, selected and, and to work for uh, CHC and the Irish Coast Guard SAR contract so uh, yeah lucky uh, but uh, there's different routes to become a pilot as you know uh, you can join the Air Corps uh, we've a lot of uh, a few a few British British members of staff that were in the Navy and Air Force uh, our engineers are mostly ex-Irish Air Corps personnel uh, a couple of ex-Erlingus uh, engineers as well our tech crew varied backgrounds some came from the ambulance service most come from the Air Corps they'd be a technical crew or, or they were former air crew at the Air Corps so uh, 
you know, there's a vast range of disciplines, and it's 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 great to meet kids and uh, and tell them. It was interesting as you were you were giving the, the the young people here today an explanation of how the aircraft was starting up, etc. Yeah. I mean, that is interesting. How how quickly can that aircraft be ready for a rescue? Uh, it can be ready in less than than five minutes. Okay, uh, we actually set it up at the start of the shift with uh, all the switches and circuit breakers in in, in the right positions, uh, and we do what's called the scramble uh, scramble start or scramble alert start. Uh, so literally, our red phone rings. We head out to the aircraft and we can fire it up and be airborne in probably five five to six minutes. Uh, contractually, we're required to be airborne within fifteen minutes during the day, and we're ne- we're never late. Let's, let's put it to you that way. Uh, at night time, it's a little bit longer. It's forty five minutes at night. Uh, that gives some of our crew members a chance to to make it to the base. Uh, to, to check the weather, uh, to plan the flight, which is very important, to look at fuel, to make sure the engineers are aware of what's going on. And as a team, then then we head out to the aircraft and get going. And bear in mind, it can be nighttime, foul weather. We are a 24-7 service, uh, 365 days a year. It's an all-weather search and rescue helicopter. And sometimes uh, some of our missions take us to, to places of, of very dark, dark, dark conditions and very poor weather, but it's a very, very capable machine. So It's been interesting today as well to see how the teachers and the students Students have all, uh, you know, practiced COVID separation uh, on an outdoor event. Yeah. How has COVID affected the operation for you as a crew? Yeah, COVID for us, it, it's it's it, well, okay. Uh, operationally, very little impact. We've we've managed to, to to keep all four of our bases. That's Dublin, Waterford, Shannon, and Sligo operational throughout the COVID pandemic uh, so far, which is uh, for us, it's it, it's great. Uh, uh, however, uh, it it has limited our interaction with the public, unfortunately. So this is this is one of the first events that uh, we've been. Uh, uh, able to attend in the last year uh, thankfully it's great to see again and uh, hopefully we, we'll be able to, to uh, move out into the public domain a bit more now as, as restrictions are lifted as the vaccination process rolls out uh, and uh, and do more of this type of thing it's it's, it's missed on, on, unfortunately You kept your crew in a bubble today? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we had to we uh, have to isolate our crew uh, myself included believe it or not that's why I'm keeping my distance today unfortunately but uh, yeah yeah uh, uh, it's like this. Uh, if if one of our crew members is exposed and, and comes down with COVID, uh, it means the entire crew gets taken offline for, for two weeks. So we need to be very careful uh, about public interaction at the moment. But but like I said, that 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 will will uh, relax hopefully in the coming months over the summer. Uh, I certainly see it by by the autumn. We should be able to have have bigger gatherings, school tours returning to to the base. That was one of our things where we'd invite transition year students to the base, show them around. The engineers would talk to them, the tech crew would talk, the pilots would talk, and we'd give them a proper tour of the aircraft. So uh, we're we're looking forward to a return to that that type of public inter- interaction again and public education. It's 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 great. My name is Michael Greeny, I'm from Swords in Dublin and I'm a pilot recruitment officer and part of the talent acquisition team in Ryanair. And how come you find yourself here today with the transition year students? I got a phone call off our chief pilot, Abe Murray, and, and he asked would I come down and speak to some transition year students. Uh, I suppose when I heard they were uh, Gale Gores, uh, it, it kind of hit home for me. I'm a, an Irish speaker myself, so uh, I was delighted to be able to come down and talk about not only the, um, I suppose, operating a crew roles that, that aviation can bring in cabin crew and pilots, but also the, the other roles such as head office roles, engineering, maybe IT, HR, 
finance. You know, there's, there's a wide range of roles out there that people don't really understand and don't quite see that aviation isn't just pilots and cabin crew. And what are the common misconceptions people have? As you say, is that, that the, you know, the only place to, uh, people in, working in an airline are the pilots. You'd say this, that's not the case at all. Absolutely. I think people forget that at the end of the day, an airline... It's a business, and at the core of every business is your standard departments of finance, HR, uh, commercial. You know, tickets have to be sold. Uh, cabin crew and pilots have to be have to be dealt with. Uh, you know, they have to be put on flights. There's a whole back office environment there that I suppose people don't really think about, um, and they just see aircraft in the sky, but they don't kind of think about the. Um, the method of how it got there. How did the pilots get their jobs? How did the cabin crew get their jobs? You know, who maintains these aircraft? And it was interesting because we were listening to you there talking to the uh, TUI students uh, and it was interesting the way you, you described it, that uh, as a young man yourself, you've been given some great opportunities. Yes, absolutely. And, and I have to say it's a credit to Ryanair. Um, not, to, uh, not to diss any legacy uh, carriers or, or other airlines by oh, any means. Know how the place works. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I was given an opportunity at 21 to travel down to uh, Lauda, uh, now Lauda Europe, mm-hmm. and their headquarters in Vienna to work with the rostering team there. Um, I was given another opportunity to, to move across to pilot recruitment, where I've been given the chance, even throughout a pandemic, as an essential worker to mm-hmm. travel to various sim centres to conduct pilot assessments. And the one thing I'll say about Reiner is, you know, love them or hate them, I've certainly found that they give you, they've given me an excellent foundation for a future career in aviation at such a young age. And that's across the board, you know, throughout our department. Well, there seems to be a sort of a process of leadership development there. Absolutely. You know, if you can get someone young and you can Ryanize them, um, it's obviously going to... Um, Is that a phrase? <laughs> that's a phrase I like to use anyway. Look, yeah. Ryanair, it's a chaotic working environment. I like to call it highly organised chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a machine for the past, you know, 30 years plus, and, and there's a reason behind that. And, you know, it's a credit to um, to all the senior management there that they do put their faith in, in younger um, professionals. They allow them to, to grow and give them that opportunity. and mm-hmm. The autonomy to kind of... Um, create your own career path and, and to work on whatever projects you want to work on obviously w- within reason and within the needs of the business but I have to say uh, it, it's uh, quite a learning curve uh, uh, Michael for some of our listeners to Squawk 7000 who might be considering a career in aviation um, post-Covid the future are airlines recruiting? Yes, we are actively recruiting um, both flight deck, cabin, head office. We're very, very lucky that a lot of our business is in mainland Europe. So only about 8 to 10% of our business is in Ireland. Obviously, at this moment in time, we can only turn on the news and see that, uh, you know, travel is kind of, at the minute, very much dead in Ireland. But we're very lucky that a lot of our business has been elsewhere. Um, with some family members that are working in other Irish carriers that, that have been sitting at home for uh, the, the guts of a year, been very fortunate to be back in the office, um, obviously with all. COVID protocols in, in place uh, since last June, continuing to work to support the uh, our recruitment of pilots for the delivery of the 737A200. Uh, so we're very much positive, of course, and the positivity, it's contagious around, around the building in Ryanair, and certainly we do hope to further capitalise once um, things recover. So, uh, recruitment open. Uh, what are the common mistakes people make when they make an application to Ryanair? Ooh, paperwork. Uh, for, for ourselves, anyway, it's paperwork. You know, 
to become a pilot, okay, of course, it, it takes um, hard study and you do have to obtain a number of licenses and certificates. I suppose the common, um, the common one would be paperwork issues. On a head office um, kind of uh, front, it's probably how CVs are laid out. Um, sometimes they can be quite congested and un- unclear. You know, we're, we're trying to get uh, concise to the point information. We want to get an idea of somebody. We can only do that by uh, screening a CV and having a quick phone call. So I suppose um, not too much information, not too little, just right. Some people are not great in interviews. Any tips? Be yourself. And you could say it's a cliche, but at the end of the day, you know, an interview, it's a sales pitch. You're, you're, you're trying to, to sell a company, uh, you as such, as the, the commodity of what you will get um, if you were to be successful. You see a lot of people, of course, it's normal to be to be nervous. Uh, I'm probably quite nervous here speaking to you. Um, so I suppose it would be to kind of calm yourself going into the interview, prepare enough so that you can speak about yourself and, and the, the company maybe that you're interviewing with. If it be Ryanair, do a bit of background research. But I suppose at the end of the day, don't try and be something you're not because you can you can be a facade for, for, for one interview you can carry that on for a career that's in a company, true, yeah, you know? So. You'll be found out eventually. Oh, definitely, definitely, very quickly. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 